Peace and prosperity is my first salute to you. I'm Merton Clark, and welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed podcast. It is my desire to build you up, to increase your spiritual stamina and tenacity, to empower effectiveness and help you discover your purpose. Enjoy this vibrant and dynamic message. I'm fascinated with Solomon's wisdom. Where there is no counsel, the people fall. And one of the greatest things you can do is to adhere to wise counsel. And we're living in a day now where a lot of young people are saying they can make it on their own. They have Google voice. They can speak a word into a phone and get information. The knowledge is there. Knowledge comes from Google. You can access it from Google without even going to college now. But wisdom comes from God. And wisdom is the ability to manage and to, to organize the knowledge and then to handle it properly so we will see benefit from it. I shared it in my opening uh, text that when there is surety, he who is surety for a stranger will suffer or people who like the cosign thinking that that's being a good parent. It is not good parenting to put yourself out there like that. I know you think it is. That's why I'm here to teach the word. You should teach kids how to stand on their own. After 18, they should be standing on their own. A lot of time we try to buy relationships. We try to buy things to make up for the lack of parenting. That's not how it goes. God wants you to know that you can never buy the love of your children. Uh, many of them will turn around and cuss you out and speak real harsh to you after you've done all of that stuff for them. So be strong now. Chivalry is leaving our society. As you can tell, Twitter opened it up where people are blasting each other. And you never have to pay for it. Used to be a time if you sold out like that, you may get your jaw taken out. But you can talk noise to anybody today. Men are cussing out women, women are cussing out. Men, children have no honor for their parents. And that's why the church is so necessary because we in the church are getting the word right from the Lord that teach us how to function and flow. I like verse 16 a gracious woman retains honor she doesn't leak or hemorrhage the honor she doesn't have a trail of blood that leaks honor she retains it that honor another word for honor here is politeness she's trying to be polite when she deals with people this is a gracious woman a polite woman a genial woman a gentle woman but a genial woman also, you need to see the word generous. A gracious woman is generous. She'll cook pies and bake cakes and give them out. She's going to cook this. She's, she's going to make sure it tastes right. She's going to cook for others, especially children. She's generous. People in the neighborhood would know she lives there. Because she has a way of taking care of not only her home, 
but the neighborhood in which she lives. She's honorable. She's honorable. You can trust her words. She's virtuous. Proverbs 31. Pastor uh, referred to that in her memo to the church. She's virtuous. She's congenial. Write that word down. She's congenital. What does it mean, Bishop? Look it up. She's also classy. I said she's classy. And we need classy women. Not sassy. Classy. Men today, they may go after the woman in the street, but they want to marry the classy. Stay classy. Don't break down for no one. Don't allow yourself to become base. Stay classy. Just because being a mother isn't as easy anymore as it used to be doesn't mean that the value of a mother, the importance of a mother is not still important today. A mother teaches her child everything. In other words, in the first few years of life, the child learns everything from their mother. I was talking to a doctor in psychology and he told me that in the first few hours of a baby being born right out of their mother's womb, you can put a picture before them, you can put a lamp before them, you can put an object before them and they will look past it. But when a face comes before them, they'll stare at the face. This is in the first few hours of a baby coming out of their mother's womb. You know why? Because there's something innate in children that want to connect with the one that gave them birth. We have epidurums now. We have women, oh, no, I'm, ooh, I'm, I don't take them away. You hold them, you hold them, you hold them. And the baby is trying to connect with somebody. And then when they connect with someone, it's the wrong person. We get upset when we start seeing things in their lives. But they're trying to connect with the one that gave them birth. This is without any knowledge. This is without any training. It's innate in all children to connect with their mom. Eventually, daddy peeks over the shoulder and he's involved as well. But this message is not for fathers. This is the importance of the eyes, the first eyes, the womb and the matrix that brought forth the child. We need you. You are a gift to the family and to the world. Now, your rap boys tell you you're not so. I said your rap boys call your names that you shouldn't even hear and you learn to work with it and wiggle with it. But I'm here to tell you, you need to stand up. We need you to be classic. The mother teaches her child everything that she knows right from the start. That is how to talk, how to walk, how to live a fulfilling life. Mama is there. She's also the one who initiates the first disciplines. She's the one that teaches how to pronounce words. Isn't it amazing? She's right there with the child, but the first word they say is daddy. 
She's the one trying to make them, set them up for a better life. She gets up from sleep, teaches them how to get up in the morning to the smell of fresh bread, grits, eggs and bacon, sausage. Let me say it again. Grits, eggs, bacon, fresh bread, sausage. Fresh fruit. Quiche. <laughs> Mothers are so important. I'm grateful for my wife. She asked uh, my daughter to ask me, was I hungry? And to fix daddy's plate. And she never frowns up when it's time to do that. She always does it graciously. And I have to say it's because of the way mama handles it with a lot of honor. And she'll bring it to me. I'm grateful. I certainly don't want her to marry a knuckle dragger that has no appreciation for that. If I train her up in the way she should go and her mother models it, I hope the man that she gets with would honor that. The mother, the female parent of the household, and we need both. We need both male and female. In the Jewish household, the mother uh, took the child from birth until the age of 12 and did all of the things that I described. Teaching, talking, nurturing, being there, working with it. And then at the age of 12, the father kind of picks over and takes the leading role, especially with boys. Because if you continue to treat them like they're little kids and they're 18, taking care of everything for them, thinking that's love, you will over-nurture them and underdevelop them. They'll be 21 still wanting the woman to treat them like their mother did. When the father takes over, he says, okay now, off the breast milk, what we need to do now is start working toward business. I need you to take responsibility. You can't lie to me. You can't tell me you one where one place and you're over here somewhere else. I need to be able to trust you because I got all of this stuff that I've been working on and I want to turn it over to you. I'm not going to give you glory because you look good. Men aren't impressed with other men that look good. Hopefully you're not. I see brothers come into this church sometimes. Man, I look good. They're used to that. Used to ladies saying you look good. We don't care about that. You can't strut with us. We're looking for quality. We're looking for virtue. We're looking for character here. Can you take responsibility? Can we give you something and you work with it? Can you plow with 12 yoke of oxen? Do you give up when the storm comes? Can you stand the test of time? Is your foundation sure? Thank you, God. And the deeper you are there, the taller you'll be in here.
In the Jewish family, the mother, possibly in all other cultures around the world, had more honor than you would see, even in Africa. Women was considered, and in the early stages of this nation, as second-class citizens. That has changed now. Women are not second-class citizens. Finally, the nation has recognized that women are very important. We need you to be educated. We need you to be broader. Your scope is broader. Your duty is profound. Your function in this society is necessary. Your influence is so important. And you should you have so much influence, so much influence that you can get a man to eat a piece of fruit that God told him not to touch. You're so influential. You can get a, God gave him the law, but when the lady grabbed the fruit, look at this. And move the little weight. The man, I'll, I'll eat it, whatever you say. Use your influence for righteousness sake. I'm going to show you something in the scripture here. It's going to help all of us to understand some things. Your influence is profound. Do you want to be right or do you want reconciliation? Move toward reconciliation. Use your influence, not for unrighteousness, but to build up the right thing. You can help your sons to go what's right when you start dealing with them when they're young. No, we're not going to bless that. No, what we're going to do is do what's right. And start when they're young. They'll appreciate it. Women are women of impact. Impact. And we need you to be impactful in our churches, in our community, and in our lives. Very, very essential. If you notice, women are taking on more positions of power, like district attorneys, CEOs, absolutely. With that, though, comes stress, okay? And women are dying of heart attacks more and more each year. As you take on these roles, you got to take care of yourself. Community, City, state, nation, and our world. The Bible says in Romans chapter 1 and verse 26. It's on the screen. New King James Version. For this reason God gave them up to vile passions. For even their women. Notice. First thing in the text. Even their women exchange natural use for what is against nature. In other words, when God looks at a society to see how far it plummets, he looks at the status of women. I know man has responsibility, but you need to know when God, when God looks at a society, he's looking, he looks for the woman to see where she is. How does she work with her hair? How does she deal with chivalry? What does she consider to be precious? I'm not putting any responsibility. I'm talking about when God looks at a society. If he's going to judge the society to see whether it should stand or not. He looks at the status of the women. How do they treat their women? How do the women treat themselves? How do the women treat each other? How does mothers treat daughters and daughters mothers? The Bible says they would even went against the nature that which is normal, verse 27. Likewise, 
Notice, after the woman, he starts seeing where the man is when he judges the society. I know you think he looks at man first, but he can tell how far it plummets when he looks at the status of women. Likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burning in their lust for one another, men with men committing what is shameful, and receiving in themselves the penalty of the error which was due. My point here, my only point, the scripture, we need to read the scripture from time to time. Then you match the scripture with your society. But you need to see when God looks at a society, he looks in the midst of it to see how the women function. The woman is the man's glory. And the woman's glory is her hair. Take care of your hair. If you got to get up an hour early, get up an hour early. Take care of your glory. Right now, men are so mis discombobulated, they take care of their hair more than women today. They want long dress. Oh, no, I can't work in that. I can't go swimming. Oh, no. <laughs> We've missed it. We missed it. We want to plait our boy's hair. Well, you want to get him the word. <laughs> Not plait his hair. That's why we need masculinity in the house as well. Because a woman can't really bring a man into full maturity. It takes a man to be a part of that. Glory to God. But we need you. You're the gift to the, to the house. Here are 10 success, 10 traits that I believe a woman needs if she's going to be successful today. Number one on the list, she needs a positive attitude. When God looks at the society, he needs to see a woman with a positive attitude. Not rum shakers. We need a positive attitude. The world tells you you're supposed to take pictures looking back. That's the woman. We ain't talking about shape yet. <laughs> I said a positive attitude. In other words, and the outlook on life. When you get up in the morning, everything is going to work out. Everything. Not, not depression. I'm talking about every attitude is right. I'm fresh, vibrant, and dynamic. You're the water for that. You're the spring of that in our community. <laughs> That's why the enemy tried to attack you when you were young. Because he never wanted you to spring forth. That's why he violated you when you were a little girl. Because he doesn't want you to spring forth. That's why he caused that man to hurt you and say the things that he said. Or that uncle. Because he doesn't want you to have a positive attitude. There is no energy that can mimic this. No energy. No degree. No profession that can mimic this. That is a high-stepping woman with a good attitude. Stepping into a room will change the atmosphere of the room when she has confident, a confident spirit and a good attitude about it. Not sassy and saucy. A gold-digging type attitude. But that smile... Just changing the atmosphere. That flower that blossoms. That's really what God made when he made Eve. 
and sin will try to kill it. Don't let sin or this world change who you really are. Don't let your past cause you to be something different than what God made you. That's why redemption is so important. Why do we come to church? Because we need to dip in the blood and get our nature restored. Even our attitude can be corrected in God. Don't tell me that's just the way I am. In Christ, we can all change. Number two on the list, woman. If you want to be sick, here's a trait. You can overcome obstacles. You can overcome obstacles. The first roadblock that comes before you, you negotiate it well, hurdle that thing and keep moving. If you camp out at your first obstacle and you put up a teepee and build an apartment there and get stuck, we'll never see the greatness that's on the inside of you. You got to overcome and negotiate these obstacles. Whether it's life, death, principalities or powers nothing will separate me from the love of God when I see a powerful woman like Stephanie Tanner who lost a loved one and you know what she did she got up here today and said I'm going to sing anyway even with tears that's the kind of woman we need She came to my office this morning. I got to speak to you. Usually I don't do that before I minister. But I know she wouldn't have done that if she didn't need it. When she came in, I said, sit down. Tell me about him. Whew, I loved him. He was our first. She was shedding tears. I said, can you worship today? She said, yes, sir. Then I want you to worship. I'm going to pray that God gives you strength. You can't do this without God. It's too big for us. Who can go on after death like that without God? You're not even built to do so. But the strength is in the worship to the God. That we serve. And as she lift up holy hands, God infused her with the strength so much so that no one in this room or anyone watching would know what she's dealing with on the inside. Because there is an overcoming anointing when you worship. There is an overcoming anointing when you stand up strong. There is an overcoming anointing when you put your feet down and say, I'm not going to be moved. Number three, she's strong mind, strong minded. That means when she makes a decision, she don't quit. That could be a negative thing too. Because if she fall out of love, it's hard to get her to come back. Some people don't love it until it's gone. But you got to learn to love her right now. 
We need strong-minded women. That means psychologically sound. A successful woman is psychologically sound, not just emotional. And we need your emotions as well, but you're able to quell the emotions when it comes to principles. You don't make decisions based on what you feel. Strong-minded woman would make a decision based on the principle that she's dealing with. If you ever see somebody walking on water, you need to realize that they're not just walking on water. They're walking on pillars that you can't see from the shore. If you had an area of you looking down, you'd see, oh, they're stepping on pillars. They're stepping on pillars. They're stepping on pillars. From the shore, they're walking on water. And you will walk on what other people are sinking in if you'll walk on the principle. That's where you build your life, a principle. Find the principle and stick with it, not emotions. A woman's heart is like the deep seas and the ocean. Who can know it? That's Bible. But if she stands on the principle, she can be located. If not, you will be lost at sea. Lost in emotions from one week to the next. But a strong mind woman, a minded woman, will stand on the principles. Write it down. Here's the next one. She's soft-hearted, not hard-hearted. You can see it when she deals with children. You don't snatch them up. Hold them by one arm, only their toes on the ground. Walking fast, expecting little boys, little girls to keep up with you. She's soft-hearted. When they call her, she answers. When they squeal, she's the first one out the door. Years ago, we were at... Uh, uh, one of the members' home, beautiful home, pool, and Megan was a little girl. And all of us was having a good time by the pool. And I looked up and Patrice came from nowhere. Reached in the pool and snatched Megan up, upside down. The girl had slipped, the baby had slipped into the water. And Patrice saw it and she snatched her up, upside, snatched her out of the pool. Now, all of us hanging out, just having a good time, but we miss something. That's why it takes a community to raise a child. It wasn't her baby, but it was. We need to get our community back. We see kids going astray or slipping into the abyss. We need to say something. It may not be yours. But say something about it. Don't let them just go into the abyss. They won't survive. The next one. Successful trait of a woman. She's a woman of integrity. You can trust her when you can't see her. Especially with your money. <laughs> I haven't written a check in third. 25 years? I haven't written a check in 25 years. I don't worry about that. 
My wife takes care of that. I can trust her. She don't, she don't play games with that. If she did, we would have problems. But I can trust her. She's a woman of integrity. We need that, right? What you say is what you should feel and what you mean. As it goes with money, so does it go with your life. Wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart is. Ladies, if you ever have the bank book, don't say mine is mine and what's yours is mine. <laughs> I've been passing a long time. You got to say it's ours. And I'm going to make your name great in the gates of our city. You ever said that to your man? I'm going to make your name great in the gates of our city. <laughs> Talking about a woman of virtue, right? Read Proverbs 31. She makes her husband's name great. That's a woman of integrity. You can trust me. That's why it's very, very important for all of us to make sure that we don't do anything to shatter that trust. She's a woman of integrity. And we have to celebrate integrity. Write it down. Here's another one. She's a woman of balance. She's able to juggle things, several things at once and balance it out in life. She lives a balanced life. Not too extreme over here and less over there. Not like a seesaw. All of the weight is always down. Other things all jacked up. It has to be balanced. Manages home well, goes to work, comes home, not so tired, can't com com uh, communicate, managing money, budgeting, working with diction, not losing it, balanced life, able to take a hit, keep flowing, not psychologically lost, just balance. We're not talking about some extreme, just balancing it out. If a plane is imbalanced, it'll go around in circles. Round and round we go. It's not until it balances it out that you can, you can trust its landing. Ladies, if you're out of bounds, you'll see the same thing in the home. You could even straighten out some men who are out of balance. If you remain leveled. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Here's another one. She set goals. She set goals. Where do you want to be a year from now? Remember. There was a time where women did not have the rights as a man, okay? So that time has passed. I know you're looking for a man that does all of the things that I'm describing. You should have been looking for that in the 30s. Now we're in 2021. And you have been given authority and influence. Help with setting goals. That means you need to be goal-driven. Never get married because you just like the fluff and the buff. Who can set goals? Who has a vision for your life? The man for you may not be the best looking in the group. 
He may be a little shorter, but make it work. You want him tall, right? You give me the list. Bishop, pray. He's six foot four, dark and handsome. He's got degrees. He's got millions. He's able to bless me. When I look at him, I want him to shine. Then what do you bring into the table? What do you think he's going to go after if he's that way? If he's Atlas or if he's Apollo? You like the way he looks when he, when he plays football and the shorts and the tights he have. Okay, what do you think he's looking for? Does he want a mirror? Better know what you're asking for. How does he handle disappointment when he's that way? What happens when you tell him no? How does he treat his mom? Tell a lot about a man that way. Set goals. Know the goals before you see the image. Set the goal before you see a figure. Because you're emotional. It may be your weakness. Set the goal. Stick with the goal. <laughs> I love this one. This is good. She's driven by a cause. She's driven by a cause. David said the same thing. Is there a cause? <laughs> you want to know why am I here? Is there a cause? Is there a reason for me to be here? And ladies, when you find your purpose, let nobody steal it from you. There is a reason why God made the matrix and put you here. Let nobody devalue that. God made a man and out of the man comes the woman. Not from a woman comes the woman. Out of a man comes the woman. She is the woman. The man with a womb. She's different from man. She's the man with a womb. It needs to be protected. Father should protect it. The man with the womb. And out of the womb comes the family. She has to be covered. Out of the woman comes the family. And out of the family comes the society. What happens is between that man and woman, there's some friction. And then between that woman and the family, there's some friction. And we wonder why. The society is all. But the woman is unique. She is very different from the man. She is likened unto him comparable. But she has womb. You can put seed in that womb. And it will explode. The seed is microscopic. But when the baby comes forth. It's nine pounds. Who can produce that? Man can't do it. He doesn't take a seed and produce that. But when you put it in the right environment, it grows. That's why the man must cover that. You're not a bee. You're not a bee. You're not a bee. Sit down, bee. You let the rap boy say that to you. That's not God's plan for your life. 
I'm preaching to the world. That's not God's plan for your life. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. You must see a cause. Hallelujah. There is no family without you. There is no community without you. There is no society without you. We have our job and we can do it well, but we need you. You're the gift. You're the gift. Thank you, Lord. In the black community, fathers usually will send their daughters to college, tell the son to get lost and go to work. I think it's a bad move, but I also see why. Because fathers that want their kids to go forth, they want them to go to school. So you don't have to depend. I don't want nobody doing you like I did the ones I was with. We must protect our, our girls. They're going to become women and mothers. They need to know they're special. We don't let them sit there straddle a man. That, that, that's just crazy. Sitting with a man that's two years old, straddle the man. That's just not right. When you see that kind of thing, correct it, ladies. When they put a dress on, make sure they pull it down. Don't have them dancing before y'all and y'all taking pictures and putting them on Facebook. Never throw money at them. Never make it rain like that. People, men so crazy, throwing money at girls while they're dancing. It's so crazy. Protect the girl. Romans 13 and verse 8. Owe no man anything except to love one another. Romans 13 verse 8 should be on it's on the screen. Owe no man anything except to love one another, for he who loves another has fulfilled the law. One of the greatest attributes of a woman is her love. There's nothing like a mother's love. There's nothing like a mother's love. Our grandson is with us along with other children this weekend and uh and, you know, I came, got, got in bed. He's laying up there all up next to mama. <laughs> you don't wrap around me like that. <laughs> he put his hand on my chest. He felt hair. He said, ooh. <laughs> he liked to get with the soft one. He, he all up on him. <laughs> Even as a boy, he loves it. She show him love. She's sending to me to comb his hair, but the rest of it, she does it. She's the nurturer. She speaks kind to him, explaining every little detail about everything. I'm like, okay, uh, I need you to go here, there, and there. She's explaining, okay, this is the reason why we're doing it, and we're doing it this way, and I need you to... <laughs> he needs that from her. I'm factual, okay? When it's time to get the yard cut, he, I'm the one that can get that done. But she's the nurturer. I saw Elaine with her grandson, and he, he had uh, like eczema, or they got in the pool, and he's, the chlorine messed him, and he said, scratch my back. And she was rubbing him, man, just making sure he felt better. This is at 11 o'clock at night. I'd have been like, man, let's get some gold bomb. Put it on. Let's go. 
Let's go. That love, man, is necessary. Can you imagine boys growing up with no love? Do you know why they kill each other? There's no love in the house. I did a men's conference. How many of you all heard your father say, I love you? Out of 300 men, one, two? You never heard your dad say, I love you? You mean there's no moisture in your heart? We're trying to pump something out of you that never was put in. Oh, God help us. And if you have a mother that doesn't have love, it's, oh, my God, she's the one. A thousand kisses. That ain't me. One kiss for him. All right, let's go. You got the thousand kisses. Give it. They need it. Show the love. Megan came to me one time and said, Daddy, I'm thirsty. I was tired, but okay. I got up and got her something to drink. But very seldom did she come to me with that. She would go to Mama for that. I have to say thank you. Show the love. Show the love. Proverbs 31 and 31. Write it down. Proverbs 31 and 31. Reward her for all she has done. <laughs> Let her deeds publicly declare her praise. Nobody's supposed to bless women in a bushel or in some... Pro You're supposed to be open about it. And I'm not talking about just Facebook open. I'm talking about within your own house. Let your kids see you appreciate women. All women. That's one of the problems I had with the previous president. He'll stand right there call women stupid. And all of you all evangelicals go along with it. Especially if they're darkies. You can't do that. I don't care who you are. You work against God's plan when you publicly degrade women. I don't care if they're sinners or whatever. You just can't do it. You can't do it. I had a man come in my office talking about my wife, my wife, and my wife. I said, man, don't bring that to me. You knew she was like that when you married her. She's a whore. She, she was, was she a whore when you married her? Then you married her, knowing it. Don't bring it to me. Cover her. Don't take that to the street. I don't, don't give me no Facebook stuff. I don't like what's going on. I'm going to Facebook. Men doing that? You cover her. Make sure she's all right. Put a blanket over her. Don't let your son see you do that. That ain't man. That's thug. And thug will get you in the grave early. You glorifying thug. Get out of here with that. Glorify man. So reward her for all she has done. Openly, publicly. And let her deeds publicly declare her praise. So women do what's right. Eventually it will go public. You do what's right privately. Eventually it's going to go public. 
Thank you, Lord. As I close this, the irresistible woman, so grateful for you. So many times you may forget why you're so needed. We need you in our lives. You're still the first person we want to call when we get good news. I want to share it with you, mommies. To hear you say, I'm so proud of you. It means a lot. Mommies, you're the one we go to when we need a hug. Because there's nothing like your warm embrace. I remember as a little boy, I had uh, asthma real bad. And my mama would pull me between her legs and rub my chest with, um, what is that ointment? Vicks, yeah. Vicks. Some of that old stuff works, man. That, that Vicks, uh, <laughs> she'd rub it on my back and on my chest, have me shining. <laughs> it wouldn't be Belleville and DeVoe. Uh, whack it up, wick, uh, whack, wax it, flip it, rub it down. Oh, no. Well, they weren't the first. It was my mama. <laughs> my, my mama waxed it, flipped it, and rubbed it down. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, my mama knew how to wax it. We need you, that gentle touch. That's who you are, ladies. Use it. I know you've been in the strong too long. I'm praying for you. In the second year of our ministry, it rained real bad, and the church that we were in was muddy. The grass was muddy. When it rained, it turned into a swamp, and it was storming. And I used to go to the door and to the window to look out to see if anybody was coming. On this particular day, it stormed. I said, nobody's coming today. Nobody's coming. When I went to the front door and opened it up, the men of our church had umbrellas. They were outside with no guide, no guidance. And as families, women were driving up, they were walking them through this narrow pathway to the door of the church. The ladies had their shoes in their hands. I wish it was a picture. I had a picture of it. Walking in with little kids. And the men would take their cars and park them on the street all the way down Milwaukee. And then double time in the rain coming back to get the next one. I saw that man it just it moved me deep I stopped going to the window after that the Lord spoke to me and said the meeting is on I've called you and I sent you I'm going to send them when I saw the way men handle the women in our church didn't see them as objects or as a, 
a bank for semen. But as individuals with destiny, you touch me deep. And I know you've always honored my wife in this ministry, and I'm grateful. And I see you honoring my daughter. I'm grateful. And I try to so honor. When I look at these women, they're battered, they're torn, they're hurting. Like a tent that's been out there long with no one trying to fix it. It's just blowing in the wind. It's barely hanging on. And I'm praying that God raise up an army of men that will reestablish the states. I decree and declare that God is resetting your thinking, ladies. There's a divine reset going on. I activate the woman in Jesus' name. And God is going to do that. Your activation will come with a reset of your thinking. Start seeing yourself as valuable, as precious. There's also a reset of your relationships. He's moving some out and he's bringing others in and let it happen. It's painful, I know, because your heart is tired. But God is moving some out and he's bringing others in. And if you don't allow him to move that which he needs to move out, you won't be able to accept what he's bringing in. There's also a reset of your attitude. A successful woman, one of the traits is her. She has a great attitude. God is resetting yours. I know you're tired, I know you're in pain, and I know you're frustrated. A lot of disappointment, but don't let it affect your attitude. Attitude determines altitude. Last but not least, he's resetting your habits, your day-to-day -day operation. Your day-to-day -day operation. Form good habits. We're all slaves to habit. You want to make sure you trade out your bad habits for good habits and you can do it if you do the same thing for about 30 days bad habits are like flies they last about 28 days satan is lord of the fly you can break his cycle if you do it for about 28 days 30 days you'll break the cycle of the enemy in your life it's not easy but it's necessary Let me pray for you. Every head bowed. Every eye closed. Christians in the attitude of prayer. Unbelievers honor God. Father I give you praise for this moment. Thank you God. For this time. And on this Mother's Day. I pray that the words of my mouth. And the meditation of my heart. Will be acceptable in your sight. I also pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, even by the Holy Spirit, would penetrate deeper. That it would touch the heart of women and father mothers who may not feel appreciated or loved today would get a sense that God loves you. And Father, I pray that you would build up the woman with these wonderful traits. 
help men to rally around women today. Not because of what they do, but because of the preciousness. Because of the value. Because of the uniqueness of what you made. And Father, I thank you for the receptivity in the lives of women, in the hearts of women. That as love is shown and appreciation is shown, they would not act like it's no big deal. That they would say it with a loving heart, thank you. I appreciate you appreciating me. And as this rapport is built in our community, Father, in our church community, in our families, in our, in our city, our, our state, nation, and world, Father, I thank you for a better climate. I calm the bullet in Jesus' name. The agitation that's in the atmosphere because of the demeanor of women speaking life changing attitude calming de-escalating the agitation i give you blessing i give you glory i give you praise on this mother's day let it be like none other even as we remember the fallen our dearly departed father let us draw strength from one another and let us appreciate the good traits that our dearly departed has shown us and let, them, let us implement them in how we work with our families. And you will get the glory. We will get the growth. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. It has been a real joy to share the word of God with you. A special thank you to those who care for this ministry. No amount of financial support is too small. It is because of you this ministry is possible. To support us, go to our website at truthrevealed.org. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share with friends. Be sure to tag us when you share at Trim Nation One. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, I'll see you at the Word of Truth Revealed.